Hey there, everybody! Welcome to another edition of Fresh Out the Podcast. I am the board game guru and game master extraordinaire. Uh, some people call me Jahan. Co host Casualty CDG. You can call me Casualty CDG and you can find me at Casualty CDG. I'm a retired child crimes and human trafficking detective turned tabletop titan and. Improv Comedian. And I am Drew Munhausen, the professional media and movie mastermind, and welcome to episode 37 of Fresh Out the Podcast. We're at those numbers now where they're kind of arbitrary, and I just, I always feel like I'm getting the number wrong or confused, Um, but I believe that's right, episode 37. Wow! And we are one week away, a week from tomorrow is one of my favorite days of the year, which is Oscar Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, a day that is becoming less and less exciting for many people, many TV watchers. Um, is it that the day that Jesus won an Oscar and he came out of the cave and resurrected? He got the golden statue and ascended to heaven? And then the boulder you chased him. You've somehow managed to combine... Easter Sunday and Oscar Sunday, but I okay, I that's, can see how that would be something that would easily happen. That's an easy mix-up. Yeah, that's on me. It's also time uh, for the Persian New Year. So, uh, Happy New Year ooh, to all my Persian brethren. When, is that when Persian Jesus came out of the cave and moved the rock to go? Uh, fun fact: fireworks? Regular Jesus is Persian Jesus, <laughs> and then he shot fireworks and then ate shawarma. <laughs> You know, that veered into a negative direction, but I'll allow it. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I would also like to so, uh, mention that Gary, the entire time Drew was talking, was making the face that I can only describe as that of a cartoon turtle. I have been trying to practice my smile. And... <laughs> Get your sight. Take it away about Oscar Sunday. Boy, I, just, I was trying to dive straight into the topic, and you guys were doing everything you could to make that not happen. No, you know, I'm uh, we're a week out from the Oscars. I've been talking about the Oscars for weeks and weeks leading up to it with just different things I've been watching and kind of, you know, talking about the, the nominations and so on. And now that we're a week out, I was wanting to just go through and do some really quick final predictions in just the big categories um, before the award show. We actually... Um, We'll have an episode that goes up the day of the Oscars that'll just be kind of our what we've been watching catch up. Um, but I might do a quick Oscars reaction after the actual ceremony. But for now, I just wanted to get those uh, last minute last minute predictions in before the show. And uh, the way I was going to do it for you guys, because all of you I know are clamoring to to hear what I think. Uh, I'm just going to go through the eight big categories and say, you know, the what I think will win and the what I would prefer to win. Because there's I, definitely a difference in most I watched, I watched Coda because you said so. Oh, you did? Yeah. I'm scared to ask what you thought. I liked it. Good! Yeah, no, good. it was really good. It was great. The performances were a lot of fun. Every time her dad was on screen, he totally stole the show, and he was like, I loved him. I don't know why, but I would watch that guy in everything. 
and I will I'll talk about him more in a little bit when I get right. to the supporting actor here. category. Get out of here, making me watch these good movies. Hey, look, it's a pup. <laughs> for uh, for adapted screenplay, the nominees are Arcoda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. And right now, I'm I'm leaning still towards the powerhouse of the Oscars. Right now, it seems like The Power of the Dog is kind of the big Oscar movie to beat this year. And so I'm going to guess that The Power of the Dog wins. But if I had to pick one, what I think I would love for Coda to win. You know, Did he? I saw a little bit of Power of the Dog. Uh, eh. What happened to Jahan in Power of the Dog? Because I feel like I also watched a little bit. And like, my, my parents wanted something to watch, and, like, I was there with Jan. And we watched for a while while we were eating, but then, you know, we wanted to play, like, a board game or something. Um, we could, like, hear stuff going on. Uh, and it was just, I mean, it was a weird, boring cowboy story where Benedict Cumberbatch did an, Amer- oh, yeah. an American cowboy impression that was not good in my opinion. Yeah, that was not good. That <laughs> he was sounded weird so weird. Yeah. Uh, and like, I mean, I guess there's parts of it that are interesting, but, you know. I forgot so, that I watched some of that horrible, weird, strange Benedict Cumberbatch cowboy movie that was probably going somewhere, but I was not on board. Yeah, if I wanted so to I'll watch wonder. Benedict Cumberbatch masturbate into a handkerchief, I would just go to the Denny's off of 35th. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's where he does let that. Me, let me go on a Power of the Dog tangent, because I actually rewatched it. I've uh, I've seen it twice now, all the way through. And these were both, you know, watches where I was sitting in a dark room watching the movie with no distractions. So, like, I was fully invested both times. And mm. I will say, uh, the, the Power of the Dog is getting a lot of attention from, you know, of course, the film industry and critics and everything. It's very well-liked. Um, that being said, I also liked it a lot. I, I actually, on second watch, have concluded that I do think it's a masterpiece. I think it's amazing. Ooh. I think the performances are incredible. And nice. I have notes on some of the things that y'all are saying. Um, but that being said, I would never, I would not recommend The Power of the Dog to no. any of my friends. Um, it's not one that you're like, yeah, you should, you know... Hey, buddy, you did you just finish watching, you know, Transformers and Spider-Man? Like, Ooh. yeah, you should turn on Power of the Dog. No, it's not that kind of movie. God. This is kind of a movie for <laughs> cinephiles, I think. Um, I've watched every Jane Campion movie now, the one who directed it, and I think that this is her best work. I think that this is deserving of all the praise. I think that y'all's notes about Benedict Cumberbatch's performance, I think it's his best performance that he's ever done. Hmm. And hmm. also, the movie... Have you seen Sherlock, though? The movie is all about masculinity and yeah. putting on a front and ch- and and putting on an act. And there's subtle things in the movie that you watch where Benedict Cumberbatch's character is a scholar. He yeah. went to Yale. He you know he all these things and but yet he's taken this life on the ranch. That's what he wants to do. So I feel like everything about him is putting up an act in the movie. His character is putting up an act. So I understand there. He, uh, I'll be realistic. There are some things with his accent, like his British accent and trying to be American. And he kind of over pronunciates yeah. words or, or, you know, the, the vowels have kind of a strange sound, the way that he draws them out. There definitely are some things there, but I think as far as his character and what he's doing, 
um, when you've seen it a few times and you can really peel back the the layers of the onion, I think that what he's doing is is incredible. So yeah, I mean, his character was definitely interesting, and you know, definitely a great definite like picture of you know being toxic. Uh, watching him interrupt Kirsten Dunst playing the piano until she cries is interesting. I don't know. I st- <laughs> you know, I I feel like if I First of all, I have to I have to go back. If you know any friends that are watching Transformers, you should unfriend them because that's, <laughs> I don't know why that's what came to mind. I'm sorry. I and apologize. If anyone is watching Spider Man and feels like you've been lumped in with Transformers fans, I feel like that's not what Drew was trying to tell tell us. Uh, also, I, if I watch a western or in, uh, I'm looking for some kind of. A Western story, right? I, maybe what I'm not looking for is uh, a Yale scholar playing outlaw. That's just not the kind of Western story I want to see. I want to see like the vengeance story. Uh, I, I want to see all the the Western tropes, I guess. Uh, and that's just not particularly a Western story that I feel like I re- related to or was very interested in. Uh, I like westerns. I just don't really want to see a western about a guy from Yale playing outlaw. And I don't think Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, sure, maybe he nailed the role. It's just I don't think I cared about the movie. Okay. Well, I wanted to get that out of the way before because because Power to Dog I think is going to be a, you know the the hot topic of the Oscars because right now it kind of seems like it's at the top. But it also hasn't been winning a lot of the awards leading up, so it's like it's very possible it could get overlooked. I, I don't know. There there are times in in Oscar history where there's a movie that seems like it's going to steamroll, and then it ends up, you know, not getting very many awards at all. So I mean, that's that is a thing that happens. Um, I do think right now it would be it would be the front runner to win adapted screenplay. I would love it if Coda won. I've been singing that movie's praises all year. Yeah, I really liked Coda, and Coda has a bonus. It's got lots of singing, and white people love singing, so they may just vote for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For original screenplay, uh, Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, The Worst Person in the World. I think that this, it looks like Licorice Pizza might be the one that's awarded here. This is a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Um, and honestly, of these picks, it would be between Licorice Pizza and King Richard for me to win the Oscar. So Licorice Pizza, that's fine with me. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'll put my, uh, I'll, I'll stand behind it. For supporting actress, you've got Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Judy Dench for Belfast, Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog, Ingenue Ellis for King Richard. It's looking like Ariana DeBose is going to win this for West Side Story. She's been sweeping all the awards up to this point. If It's kind of hers to lose. So I actually really liked Kirsten Dunst's performance in Power of the Dog. Uh, for everything negative I had to say about that movie, none of it was her. She she has done a great job, and she could be in any Western. Uh, she absolutely crushed it. She she totally felt the part. It was good to see her again in something, because I'm not really a Kirsten Dunst fan, and I think Power of the Dog might have changed my mind a little bit on that. Um, I'm in total agreement. If I had to pick one to win, my favorite, it would be either Kirsten Dunst or Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter. But I love Jesse Buckley, and she's like kind of an up-and-coming 
actress who's been in uh, I'm trying to think of what she's been in that's, that's mainstream. Honestly, not too much yet. But she was in a movie called Wild Rose a few years ago that I really liked. Uh, but she'll be in more stuff coming out. But yeah, Kirsten Dunst is great. Her performance is pretty um, subdued, would you say? Yeah. The Power of the Dog? Yeah, I completely In a really agree. good way. Um. Also on the note of West Side Story, I bet you can. I bet you can guess what happened with that movie when I watched it. Turned it off. <laughs> yeah, Jahan is right. I made it all the way to like the second musical act, and I was like, "Nope, that's it. No, thank you. I really like it without all the singing and fucking dancing." Yeah. Well, I mean, considering it's a musical and one of the most famous musicals <laughs> of all time, probably not for you then. Nope, nope. Again, uh, not for me. Um, for supporting actor, we've got Kieran Hines for Belfast, Troy Kotzer for Coda, Jesse Plemons, The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons being the Ricardos, Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog. Um, early on in the season, it seemed like Cody Smith-McPhee was the frontrunner to win for The Power of the Dog, and I think he is very good in that movie, too. Um, especially if you get through to the end and how powerful his performance is kind of after the story has concluded. However... Troy Kotzer for Coda, who plays the dad in Coda, has been winning a lot of the awards leading up to this. You know, he won the Screen Actors Guild Award. He's won a lot of the Critics Awards. He would be my pick to win. And it kind of seems like now he has some momentum and could very well be the one taking home Oscar gold. He's been in Hollywood for forever. But, I mean, he, you know, he's a, a deaf actor. And so he's... I hate to say he's limited in what he can do, but I mean, but I mean, he has been up to this point and he finally gets this huge breakout role. And uh, I think it's very possible he gets rewarded here and I, I'm kind of rooting for him. Yeah, absolutely. He he stole the show. He was the best character in Coda. He's absolutely the MVP of that mm -hmm. movie. And there's mm -hmm. there's a scene that involves him and his daughter in the movie in the back of a truck, mm -hmm. like towards, you know. Uh, towards the latter half of the movie that just, uh, when I rewatched that movie, that m moment was like, oh man, it hit me both times I saw it, but the second time even more so. That was kind of the, I would dare I say, that's the climax of the movie. Yeah, I would agree. That's the, mm -hmm. that's the, the kind of one of the emotional high points, I would say. It's a big mm -hmm. turning point. Um, but yeah, he's so good. He actually was involved in uh, the book of Boba Fett. Troy Kotzer was. He worked on the Tuscan Raider, like sign language and their <laughs> communication and stuff. Dude. I thought that was awesome. Interesting. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, what you're saying is I have to go watch Coda now. Oh, you, yeah. I would highly recommend it. I think, yeah, probably maybe everybody should watch Coda. That's a that's a that's a good one. Definitely a good one you can watch with your family as mm -hmm. well. Good one. That's what they say, John. Is a good one. Good one. There you go. It's a good one. Uh. Best Actress, we got Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. It's kind of seeming like Jessica Chastain's going to take this one home. She won the SAG Award, um, seemed to be a big indicator. This is the award that's probably the most up in the air. Early on in the award season, it seemed like Kristen Stewart was the front runner. She didn't even get nominated for the SAG Award. And the which that's what Jessica Chastain won, and and when Kristen Stewart wasn't nominated for that, people thought Nicole Kidman was the front runner, and it's just it's like the it's like a game of hot potato with this one, and so I'm gonna stick to 
Jessica Chastain as the one who will win, considering her previous wins. But if I had to pick one to win, uh, either Kristen Stewart for Spencer or Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter would be my pick as far as favorites go. I don't mean to correct you on the pronunciation, but I believe it is Penelope Cruz, actually. <laughs> you made me really self-conscious for a second there, because I, I do get I get worried I'm going to mispronounce. and uh, Penelope. Thank you, thank you for correcting me. Yeah, no problem. Penelope Cruz. Um, best actor. It's it's barely even worth going through everyone. Javier Bardem, Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield, Will Smith, Denzel Washington. Will Smith's gonna win. Um, he's been winning everything up to this point. He's been the front runner the entire season. If he didn't win, it would be a complete shock. Um, but I would imagine if Will Smith doesn't win, Benedict Cumberbatch would win. Um, perhaps, but uh, I think it's Will Smith, and I, I'll put my my chips behind Will Smith too, because just give the guy an Oscar. He's been wanting one for so long. He's a staple of Hollywood. He's a huge, one of our last huge movie stars we have. Like just, just give him the Oscar. <laughs> That's the spirit. Uh, best director. <laughs> We've got Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to butcher it. Raisuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog, Steven Spielberg for West Side Story, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. She, uh, I, she's had all the momentum. I'd be shocked if she doesn't win. She's the first woman to be nominated for Best Director twice. Uh, she lost to Steven Spielberg previously when he won for Schindler's List uh, the mm -hmm. year that The Piano was nominated. And I think this year the power of the, she'll win for The Power of the Dog. So there it is. Uh, and that, that'd be probably my pick to win, too. I think she's a, a solid winner. Best picture? Um, Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story. Dune. Uh, again, The Power of the Dog seems to be the front runner. However, Coda's been winning a lot of the Critics' Choice Awards, and it won the Best Ensemble Award for from the SAG Awards. Um, however, it's worth noting... Uh, Power of the Dog wasn't even nominated in that category. So it does seem like the Power of the Dog is the front runner to win, but there's a chance Coda could sneak up on it and, and take it home. It's such a crowd pleaser that I feel like Coda is a great yeah. best picture winner because if you think of all the people that will see see that Coda won best picture and go, oh, I guess I have to check that out and go you know, get a free trial to Apple TV Plus or whatever so they can watch it. I don't think they're going to be disappointed. It's such a crowd pleaser. It's 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 very has very wide appeal. Uh, On that's that great. If you're listening to our show and you don't have Apple Plus, we don't we don't get paid by Apple Plus for selling you memberships. But if you Yet. get it, if you get Apple Plus, then do yourself a favor and watch Ted Lasso. Also, we have praised it in the past. So if this is your first time getting it, you've got that free trial. You might as well watch Coda and get you some Ted Lasso under your belt. Yeah, definitely don't rebel against the system and pirate stuff. That would be bad. Yeah, that would be bad. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, those are those are final Oscar picks for me in those categories. Um, also worth noting, I rewatched Dune. Um, kind of keep forgetting that dune's nominated for all these academy awards and i think it's going to win a lot of the technical ones yeah you know um, production design and visual effects and sound and that kind of stuff i think is kind of dunes to take uh but man it's still good mm. Rewatched it again i watched it on the uh the 4k disc 
at home. I know it's on HBO Max. I still went and bought the physical edition of the movie. Is it so on HBO Max? It is. It's back on it now. I was going to say, they took it down. I was going to watch it again. You remember yeah, it is back. when you were a kid and you'd go to like the poster section in Walmart and flip through all the movie posters and the celebrity Man, posters? Man, I stuff? forgot about that part of life altogether, but yes. So that's almost what Dune felt like to me, was just flipping through all of these awesome movie posters for Dune. And you just flip through like 100 and then Dune's over. So I totally agree. Dune does have this awesome visual. I remember it as being movie posters, nonstop awesome movie posters. Yeah. Uh, yeah, where I don't remember that about Coda. And I don't remember that about Bower the Dog. <laughs> Dune is so visually stunning. Like just watching it again, like all these places feel ta- like real and tangible. And how did they even do this? Uh, you know, there's all the new casting news coming out for part two, you know. Florence Pugh's been added to the cast. Austin Butler's been added to the cast. I, there's some exciting stuff happening. That, that movie's going to be, oh, man, hot fire, as Jahan would say. It's got, wow. the, it's got that greasy that greasy stuff. It'll be screaming lava. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, moving on away from the Oscars to Pixar, because last week, Turning Red... The most recent Pixar movie was dropped on Disney+. Plus. (laughs) It's the third Pixar movie in a row to make its debut on Disney+. Plus. A decision that has made a lot of Pixar employees not very happy. Um, It is a thing that I think makes consumers happy. Because, you know, they have it at home to watch day one. And parents probably watched it, you know, had kids that watched it two or three times in the first weekend it was available. Something they can't do when it's in theaters. So... Um, you know, I won't get into all those controversies, but I was and, actually and I, thinking about that very thing uh, about how right it's not going in movies, so you don't need to talk about how awesome and high your movie sales are for it. But what it is doing is bringing people to Disney Plus, which is a new medium that you weren't spending money on ten, fifteen, twenty years ago. So it is doing exactly what it's supposed to do, right? Disney owns it; it's pulling in fans, it's keeping fans here. And they don't have you don't have to go to the theater for Disney to get your money. Uh, so I see what they're doing, and I can see why Pixar employees would be pissed. But I get it. Uh, I totally get it. It's your expendable movie money is still going to Disney's pocket at the end of the day, and they're still paying Pixar. Yeah. And and I don't think it does anything to tarnish the Pixar name. I think that Pixar's name in our minds comes with a certain level of quality. Like there's one thing when it's a Disney animated movie, but when you hear oh it's a Pixar movie, you go oh so. So that means it has to be good. At least that's kind of what my interpretation has always been. <laughs> and I don't think that it going straight to Disney Plus removes that at all. I still feel that way. Oh, it's a new Pixar movie. I have to watch it. Yeah, I hold Pixar to a different standard. Uh, the other day, I-, I saw that Ice Age was on Disney Plus, And I was like, oh, that's right. Disney owns the Ice Age IP now. I wonder if this is good. And it was a brand new movie, 2022, and I turned it on and got like 15 minutes in. And it is just, it's like an Ice Age direct to TV. Uh, It's awful. The writing is bad. The characters are bad. The voice acting is bad. Uh, Yeah, and in Pixar, that's right, I hold them to a higher standard. I expect that kind of crap from Ice Age. Uh, (laughs) I expect that kind of crap from Disney. Yeah. But but Pixar is, is something else entirely. 
Turning Red in particular has been making a lot of headlines for a lot of reasons. A lot You've of got, reasons. Um, straight to Disney Plus stuff with the the employees and so on. You've also got the um, that kind of outraged parent. Outraged may be a little hyperbolic to say, but but there's been a lot it's of, of true. Warback. There there there's a, a large swath that are outraged. That's the correct word. Yes, because there's a lot of themes of it's not just coming of age, but direct you know, references to puberty and things there. And I think that a lot of parents who are watching with their kids just weren't expecting to maybe have to have a conversation. Um, which, I mean, I don't think there's anything bad about a movie sparking conversation, but I guess if there's a parent who's not ready for it or they don't think it's the right time, it's that should be up to every parent to make their, their own decision, I suppose. But um, I'm not going to get into that too much, obviously. Yeah, you don't want to get into that too much. Uh, I feel like it's... Is- yeah. A lot of Disney movies touch really sensitive topics like dead parents and dead grandparents and moving on and closure and things like that. So, uh, I mean, if you're ready to talk to your kid about death, uh, I don't know, maybe you should be ready to talk to them about puberty and stop being, I don't know. You know, maybe you should reevaluate yourself as a person uh, yeah. if you can't talk about puberty with somebody. I agree. I also... Oh, go ahead, John. Sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, so, yeah, there is a lot of outrage. A lot of the outrage is silly, though. Uh, some of it is about very specific things. Um, you were talking about, it's, it's not just a mention of puberty. A lot of a lot of parents were angry at, like, her drawing. That boy is like a mermaid. And they were like, it's like sexualization and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't know. Like, it's just showing, I mean, that's normal. You know, it's showing a normal thing that kids do. Uh, and I think it's a good thing for them to be exposed to. I don't know. Like, over-sheltering has a lot of negative consequences. I feel like it's good that uh, something is having this conversation. Because, like, I like Big Mouth for a very uh, similar reason, but at the same time, I don't know how old I want my kids to be when they watch that show. You know what I mean? That's kind of, like, pretty extreme. This is pretty mild, uh, and it kind of, it only touches on the, the topics, you know? So the thing also with this movie is, you know, I actually liked Turning Red a lot. Um, Granted, I don't have a child that's old enough to watch it and understand, you know, really what's happening. So that's not something I have to worry about. I watched it with my wife. We both enjoyed it. Um, But when I relayed that to Gary, we mentioned it in a chat. Gary was was not high on this movie. Gary seemed to be pretty annoyed with it off the bat. Um, and we had very different opinions and it, and it kind of got us into a whole conversation about ranking Pixar movies and such, which I thought would be a really great opportunity for us to do our own fresh out the podcast, definitive Pixar rankings that we have to come to an agreement on. But before we get to that, if we want to talk, Gary, do you want to say your piece about turning red? Uh, you know, I didn't finish the movie, right? Let's just start there. Let's start by saying I didn't finish it. So, uh, but not due to lack of time or anything like that. You were just not not liking this movie to the point. I really didn't like the characters, all of them, any of them. I was just really annoyed with the cast, and that's the reason I turned it off. I thought it looked good. I thought it was entertaining. I was just annoyed by the main characters, Uh, and I didn't finish the movie. So. Uh, I, I don't even know if my complaints are valid. I was just kind of annoyed by the movie. Um, and I watched it with my wife and she was annoyed too. And we looked at each other and we were like, pass on this one. And we watched something else. 
Uh, in fact, we watched Ron's Gone Wrong, which is another Disney animated movie, but not Pixar, but uh, we enjoyed that one quite a bit. I think that was one of the Fox acquisitions as well. I think that was like a, a Fox movie that Disney acquired and distributed. So it's on Disney Plus and on HBO Max now. That, that animated ones? Yeah, it's yes. a lot of fun. It's kind of like... Uh, if you had a little tiny Baymax that was also your iPad and your phone and your tablet and your entire link to the world. And so all these kids have this huge disconnect with society. And it's a movie sort of about technology and disconnecting kids. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the main characters got a broken one and it's his adventure. Uh, we enjoyed it a lot. I might even watch it again someday. Plus I'm a huge fan of Baymax and I don't know why it gave me Baymax vibes. I watched Ron's Gone Wrong 2 a few weeks ago, and I actually did really like it. I thought it was good. It was cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah let's check it out. Uh, uh, Jahan, yeah. you watched Turning Red? I watched Turning Red, yeah. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, I mean, it wasn't like my, my number one Pixar movie or anything, but it was good. It was definitely a good watch. Uh, Jenny put on the Four Town uh, songs on, in the car earlier today when we were on our way somewhere. Uh, and it was, it was funny and it was a good time. Um, I like a lot about it. I enjoy just, I enjoy the, the whole puberty aspect. I think it's a good thing. Um, when I was a young boy, I didn't realize that girls also went through, uh, a monstrous transformation and, you when know, he was a young woman. <laughs> I was a young, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't realize, I thought that, you know, I was just, uh, a stinky, smelly boy, uh, and that the like nothing was going on with the girls. I didn't know that they were doing a thing too, um, and you know it would have been good information, I think, <laughs> to have you know a little more insight. Uh, obviously, I'm aware now, but <laughs> just I think that that's a, a good thing for kids. To, it, it normalizes things, you know what I mean? Uh, they mentioned like tampons and pads and stuff in a pretty healthy way i think and i don't know but beyond that the characters i don't i like the characters um i liked that they were like i thought they were funny um the one the purple one because they all wore like one color you know uh the purple one was funny uh she's very <laughs> just all like bouncing off the walls uh i enjoyed the rainbow of their friendship you know they were all different ethnicities thought that was pretty cool uh, there's a brown girl, you know, front and center. Uh, and it's important. I like it. I don't just like because of the reputation. I thought that the, the premise was cool. I liked that they had a family curse. I liked that they had to fight against it. Uh, and I liked that they all came to, like, that understanding at the end and, like, lived their lives. It was cool. Well, perfect. Um, I'm not going to do a whole lengthy discussion a la what we did for the Batman, but I just wanted to, you know, note that we've all watched it and yeah. uh, that that goes, you know, we'll, we'll transition into our Pixar rankings here. And here's what I'm going to do. This is my plan. I have three tiers set up. Okay. So what Man, we will do That's a lot of crying, Drew. Through... You should get some L'Oreal Kids no tears, and that will solve your crying problem. There are 25 okay. Pixar movies. There are 25 Pixar movies, so I'm going to go through each one, and we will agree off the bat if it goes into Tier 1, Tier 2, or Tier 3. That's the first That step. does help. And then we will go through tier by tier and organize those movies to create 
our definitive rankings. Um, does that sound good to you guys? It sounds terrible. So we, we will go in order of release with these. So first, we have Toy Story. Ooh. Top tier. Tier one. Toy Story is going tier one, yeah. right? Yeah, no yeah. question. No question. Just making sure. A Bug's Life. Also tier one for me. Oh, see, I'm thinking like Second tier. Three. tier. Second oh, wow. tier. I love The Bug's we- Life. We all pick different tiers. All right, so second tier it is. Yeah, if Gary, if, Gary, if Jahan says one, I say three, Gary says two, then so, it goes two, right? So that's two, right? That's, that's fair. Okay, Bugs Life goes in tier Who two. Who said three? Drew did. I said three. You can lick a doorknob, you. <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story 2. Mm. Uh, middle, middle tier. Yeah, probably two. Two. I would say one. I like it, though. But... But I'm high on all the... Uh, for me, all the Toy Story movies are tier one, but if one goes into tier two, it would be this one. This is... I agree, but I could put it into tier three and then slide it up later. I actually play. really liked uh, the whole Toy Barn freaky collector, Al. I liked all of it. I like Newman. Uh, I like the <laughs> the I'm your father th- jokes. All that. I didn't it, like it was any funny. of the new main characters that were added to the cast. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like they, they did a whole lot for the team. I'll put it in tier two for now. Is everybody comfortable with that? That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monsters, Inc. Tier one! Tier one, baby. Yeah, I'm tier one. Finding Nemo. Very good movie. Probably tier two for me. I actually liked Finding Dory more, believe it or not. So I'll put Nemo in tier two. I'll put it, I'll say tier two as well. I liked the first one better than Finding Dory, so I would. What are we we'll going to do it, if we haven't seen three. it? Do we just not vote that? I guess. Have you not seen Finding Nemo? No, I've seen Finding Nemo. I just, I know it's okay. coming up. Okay. There's some we'll, movies we'll on get there. To it. Okay. The Incredibles. The Incredibles. <clears throat> I'd say tier one. Tier one. Uh, Yeah, I would say tier one. I- yeah, I actually really liked The Incredibles. I the Incredibles. The Incredibles 2 was not good. I like The Incredibles too, but uh, it, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, all right. Cars. Didn't see it. Tier 3. <laughs> good, I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if we were younger, Cars would be a Tier 2 for us, but I'm going to agree just because of our age. Yeah. I think that, honestly, I could almost go ahead and put all the Cars movies in Tier 3, as far as I'm concerned. There's something but... lower <laughs> in Tier 3. Yeah. We'll I wait until we get to them, I suppose. They have one common denominator, and that's Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> <laughs> remember remember that moment in time when Larry the Cable Guy was a thing? Get her done! Yeah, I remember. Dare, dare I say, I have seen Larry the Cable Guy live in concert. Uh, I was in I was junior there. high. Yep, we had gotten tickets with our friend Nick, and we went to a Larry the Cable Guy concert. Uh, also, just a few short years later, uh, a Larry the Cable Guy movie came out in, in which Moon Pies played a big part of the plot. And uh, I saw that in theaters, too. Uh, I have nothing but regrets for the waste of time <laughs> spent consuming Larry the Cable Guy. Well, on that Ratatouille? Two. Love it. Tier one, baby. I'd say tier one as well. All the way to the top. 
Wally. One. Tier one, all the way to the top. Wally, Wally's, Wally's really good. <laughs> You're unanimous. Up. I'm going to warn you about this Tier one. one. If it's not a one, I'm going to fight you. Tier one. Yeah, Barry, tier you one. said one? Yeah. yeah, one, all the way to the top. You better, better say one, Drew. Cut you. Toy Story 3. <laughs> hmm. Toy Story 3, I would also put in tier two. Ooh, I would put it one. Jahan? It's the one where they're like almost incinerated, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll put it in tier one. First time I saw it, I was very drunk. But, yeah. Cars 2, it's definitely going tier 3. Tier 3, yeah. I haven't seen it. There should probably (laughs) just be a Cars tier at the bottom, to be honest. (laughs) Well, the next one I would also say tier 3. Brave. I would give that a 2. Brave is so forgettable, but it's not bad. I I swear I've seen Brave two or three times and just don't fucking remember. I like To be fair, I don't think the Cars movies are bad either. Like, they're fine. They're better than no. your average anime. Yeah, we're rating in, within, like, the realm of yeah. Pixar. So. so I would definitely say Brave Tier 3. I would that, say, is, am I gonna I would get say pushback? two, but it looks like Jahan's with you. No, I said two. You said two? Okay, let's put it in two then. Put it in two. Okay, I'll put it in two. Wow, I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised for the Brave support. I like here. Brave. Yeah. Yeah. It broke the mold a little bit, you know. Was, she's the she's the other Disney princess. Mm-hmm. Monsters University. Uh, I really like two. Monsters U, but it was no Monsters Inc. I would say two. I liked it as well. I agree. Yeah, we're gonna throw we're gonna throw it in the two category. And okay. To be honest, that's that's even something I could have seen on the Disney Channel back in the day. That almost feels like something that's tier three. Uh, I'm fine putting it in tier three. Honestly, I like Monsters University. You but... guys can drop it down. That's fine. Yeah, let's put okay. it down there. Let's, let's, let's do let's... that. So that Cars One and Cars Two aren't feeling too alone <laughs> right now. Was that all? It was a tier three. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I told you there should just be a Cars tier. It's true. Inside Out. It's been a minute. I remember really liking it, but like in hindsight, I feel like I'm going to say two. Yeah, I, I really, I also really like it. It's just not my favorite. The way it looks really isn't my favorite. I'm going to give it a two. I would I like have said that. one, but I'm fine putting it in two. I'm not. This is this is one that I feel like there's a lot of critics, people out there that would fight you over that on this one. Like mm-hmm. there, I think there are people that would rank this as their number one Pixar and movie. That's okay. That's okay. But I'm I'm with y'all. Like I'm fine. I think it's very good. I think it's very good but too. I, I think it's put it very into... good. But again, we were talking earlier about you how know. we hold uh, we hold Pixar to a certain standard. Yeah. There is some kind of graphic standard I hold them to, and some kind of visual standard. And Inside Out didn't do that for me. It was just a lot of bright colors and a lot of meta space. You know, uh, and so, I, I, well, almost, I almost feel like I'm being reserved with my tier one Rex. I don't know. Inside Out was really good. Uh, and when, like, the imaginary friend, like, sacrifices himself, that's pretty intense. Uh, we'll keep it in two. Two's good. Okay. The Good Dinosaur. Never saw it. Gary? So I was talking to Annie about this, my wife, and she says that we've seen the good dinosaur. 
<laughs> You're three. Sounds like yeah. That's, that's all I've got for you. We've seen it. I've seen it. I think. Yeah. Finding Dory. Did I really it? liked Finding Dory. I did Dory. not see Finding Dory. I'm not even kidding you. I I'm not I'm not a big fan of Ellen Wait, DeGeneres. Did I? Uh, but I did really like it. No, uh, I don't. I'm gonna give this one. I'm not even kidding, Drew. This is going tier one for me. Nemo's tier two. Dory's tier one for me. Gary Abinger. And I would say tier three for this one. So Shelley is going saying, in tier two. Yeah. yeah. If you're saying one and I'm saying three, are you willing to meet in the middle and? put it in tier two yeah that's fine i'm not gonna fight you over uh, an animated ellen degeneres fish movie <laughs> <laughs> okay cars three i'm just gonna go ahead and put it in tier three nope didn't see it not a car not interested in cars next is coco tier one i like coco yeah tier one. i'd maybe, also say maybe tier, one. maybe tier two for me but it sounds like you guys got it Looks like tier one is going to be a little heavier than the others, but that's fine. Some, some of uh, some of the music came on the radio today, and I was like, "Man, this shit's a bop." <laughs> Incredibles two, tier two, tier three. Oh, I'm all saying the, two, all the way to the bottom with that one for me. I liked it. Really, I loved Incredibles two. I liked it. I hated Incredibles two. I loved Incredible the first Incredibles. I think that they almost killed that IP with that movie. I would uh, I would definitely be interested to see an Incredibles 3. I'd be so hyped. I'd like to see them do more that is not based on that family. They just released uh, a new Disney villainous board game uh, expansion that has Syndrome uh, as one of the playable villains. That is sick. Yeah. Boy Story 4. Tier 1. I agree. John? What happens in this one? This is the most recent one um, where Bo Peep is prominent. Where right, right. That's all. Yeah, that's all you had to say. Bo Peep, yeah. Bo Peep is rocking it. Uh, yeah. Tier one. There's some horrifying ventriloquist dummies in this movie. Yeah, tier tier one. It was a good one. I really liked Key and Peele. Yeah, they were great. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. It's really There's funny. The bunny, the bunny, and the they're carnival the toys. Yeah, it was funny. Onward. Son of a bitch. One. Three. Wow. <laughs> I like Onward. It's three for me. Gary? I feel I feel strange about Onward. Uh let's put it in let's put it in three. Oh no. Oh, I didn't know yeah. you were, I didn't think you were gonna side with me. Wow. Yeah, I I bet a lot of people would think I would like Onward. I liked Onward a lot. <laughs> It's it's an it's our realm, right? Because it's kind of the D and D Pixar movie, and I think it's very good. But it, you know, I haven't revisited it. I thought it was fine. I did a lot. I as much as I love fantasy, that fantasy realm, like you know, right? We live in it, we eat it, and breathe it. Uh, I think they did a pretty piss poor job doing oh, wow. it. Wow! And it's Pixar, and they could have done so much more and so much better. But the quest to me just seemed so bad. The some of the mundane stuff was a lot of fun, like the Manticore, uh, but other things on the quest felt really uninspired and bad. Mm, okay, just I'm to done. date it because it is kind of on it. it is kind of weird in hindsight. It's the last Pixar movie to be released in theaters. Ooh, uh, I did not see it in theaters. So onward, 
caused COVID, is what you're telling me. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> that's the assumption you want to make. What am I to tell you now? I hey. don't think it sounds like you're stretching at all, Jahan. Dry lines between completely unrelated things is really fun. So, <laughs> Alrighty. Um, soul. I literally just watched this before we streamed. And I liked it. I like it a lot. First time watch for you? First you time. Not seen it before? I had not seen it before. I'd always meant to watch it. It looked really good. Uh, I misunderstood what it was about. I thought it was going to be like reincarnation and stuff. Uh, and I was like, eh. Like, I didn't really care. Uh, it's good. It's really good. I I think maybe one. It might be a two, though. Soul is a definite one for me. It's one of my favorite Pixar movies. I love it. It was really good. I'm. I was kind of border between one and two, and I think because Jahan seemed kind of bordering, and Gary's a definitive one, we'll put it in. We'll put it in I'm one. I'm fine with that. I think Soul is very good. I think that it blows my mind that this was even like like it, an idea. It, it <laughs> was. It became a movie. It was intense, man. Uh, and like honestly, like my my being on the fence might just be like I'm worried about recency bias, uh, kind of I, thing. Um, I, I just watched it and I liked it a lot. I can promise you that I would have given Inside Out a higher score if Soul didn't exist. Hmm. Uh, both of those movies are really about sort of this internal struggle. Uh, and I think that Inside Out does it great and Soul just does it so much more Soul's elegantly. Really good, and so much more beautifully. Uh, and I think the movies are similar, but one is kind of fun and for kids and one is just so deep and for everyone. So it's kind of upsetting on like a very... Yeah, Soul's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it gave me that, like, empty feeling. But, like, in a good way at the end? I don't know. Also, the animated wire-style art that they use is really <sighs> Bro, cool. those are cra- those things were crazy looking, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, very cool. Very neat, neat things going on in Soul. Nothing but love for it. Next is Luca. I liked Luca. Uh, probably two. Tier three. I'll say three. Also, I really liked Luca. Um, I think, but I think it's very quaint. You know, it's it's cute, it's fine, but it's it's kind of harmless in a way. You know, but I think that it can go in three and be fine. It did kind of feel like low stakes. Yeah, and then last is of course Tier the most three. recent turning red. <laughs> uh, I would put it in well. Based on everything else we talked about, Turning Red reminds me of something like Captain Underpants or Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. It does not, to me, hit that Pixar level of quality, but I did not finish the movie. <laughs> uh, I'd probably, probably put it in about two. I would also probably put it in two. And then we'll so leave it in two. It. So Turning Red okay. goes in two. So the way that this ended up working out is we have 10 movies in Tier 1, we've got 8 in Tier 2, and we've got 7 in Tier 3. So that's about right. That, yeah, you know, that sounds 20, right. 25 movies. There wasn't going to be, you know, an even split necessarily, but we got we got as close enough. I'm fine, you know. This is... I think the 10 that are in Tier 1... Actually, looking at the list, it's such a solid list of ten movies. They deserve to be in tier one. So it's a no really complaints. weird. Uh, they have upcoming on the Wikipedia, and it's like Lightyear, right? June seventeenth. 
That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But then it has like June 16th, 2023, March 1st, 2024, and then June 14th, 2024. But it says to be announced what's coming out. But it's it looks like they have dates planned, which is interesting. I don't know. So... What do you think about Lightyear? Where do you think that's gonna? Bro, I think I think it looks good. I do too. Like, I like if I had to pre-rank it right now, it's yeah. going in tier one. I think it's going that's in tier I one, bro. Based on trailers, I think it's going in. I, I think I'm gonna love it, and I think it's going in tier two. Interesting. Yeah, but I it, think I'm gonna. It love just it. looks so. It looks visually amazing. It looks kind of gushy. It's right in that sci-fi. Yeah. Little, bitch that I gushy. just absolutely love that just fits to my liking, you know, my tastes. Yeah, and then all the Pixar sci-fi. And you, and you're gonna you're gonna go to space in this movie. That just that just turns it to the max for me. You know. Yeah, I mean that turns it right up, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm gonna it's it's gonna stack it higher for me than I can see, bro. Like you know what I mean? Just like mm-hmm. boom, boom, and then like keep stacking them until I can't see. Stack it to the stratosphere is what they say. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, all right, you guys. We got to start with our rankings now, because now that was—I don't know if that was the easy part or the hard part, but we'll—I yeah. guess we'll see. Because now we've got these seven movies will make up the bottom half of our <laughs> list. So, okay. starting at number twenty-six, which of these movies deserves to be last on the list between Cars, Cars Two, Cars Three? Monsters University, The Good Dinosaur, Onward, and Luca. Cars 3. I... Cars 3? Good Dinosaur. Probably, honestly. I I didn't see that one. It's between The Good Dinosaur and Cars 2. I I didn't see any of the Cars movies or The Good Dinosaur. None of those. Or Finding Dory. I've seen everything else. So we're going based on my memory and maybe some of Gary's... (laughs) I was going to say the Cars movies get worse in order. Cars 1, 2, 3. And I honestly, I don't remember The Good Dinosaur. I, I just have no recollection of that movie. I don't Did even we know by what default, to do and, you know, it's not the fault of the movie necessarily, but I've seen it and I barely remember it, so I guess that says something too. Should we just put it last? Yeah, probably. It, yeah, I think it's like last. known as the worst Pixar movie too. Because it, um, it was kind of a flop, if I recall. And then I would say Cars 2, and then Car- Cars 2 is the worst one. What happened to Planes? That's the one I think is the Wasn't, worst Didn't they come out with a movie called Planes? Not Pixar, though. Weird. Okay. Um, And I think that actually Cars 2 was my favorite of the bunch. Oh, no, 3, 3, I mean. 2 was the worst. See, I like 3 also. I actually thought 3 was pleasant. Um. So I'm so I'm with you. Cars two is the worst of the Cars movies. I would definitely say if we're putting the good dinosaur last, Cars two is next. Then Cars one. Is Cars two the one where he's a spy? Yes, it's the like universe, (laughs) the the international traveling one. That's really funny. You know, honestly, one of the few scenes that I remember is the is the scene where Mater thinks he's eating pistachio ice cream, but it's wasabi, and so it's really spicy. So that pretty much sums up that movie's sense of humor. That's, that's Cars 2. <laughs> um, so, Gary, you're saying Cars 2, then Cars, then Cars 3? That's exactly what I'm saying. Um, would you put Monsters University onward or Luca lower than any of those? I would put Luca lower 
and then Monsters University, and then Onward is the best of that bunch. Okay. Jahan, do you agree with that? Uh, I would Going from the top down, I would go Onward, Monsters, Luca. That's exactly what I said. That's what I would... Yeah, but you said that you would put Luca below Cars 3. Uh, or, or did I no. misunderstand? He, okay. He was, yeah, he was having me do a reverse. Okay. So, I'm... Okay, here's what I'm leaning towards. The fun people exercise for people to visualize in their head. People do right. cars at number twenty. Uh, what is that? Twenty-three. The good dinosaur. Cars two. Cars. Uh, so it sounds like Gary would put Luca next, and then Cars three. Jahan would put Cars three, and then Luca. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And I'm actually probably more with Jahan here. So Gary, are you are you willing to concede there? Yeah, I think Cars Three and Luca are interchangeably bad, though. We'll just let the record show. Okay, so Luca and then Monsters I like Luca. University. I also like yeah, Monsters too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked Onward, so I'm going to put that as high as I can. Okay, okay, that's it. We okay, we've completed that tier. Not bad. So. Um, we'll move on to the tier two movies to put them in the list. We have here A Bug's Life, mm. Toy Story 2, mm. Finding Nemo, mm. Brave, mm. Inside Out, Finding Dory, Fuck. Incredibles 2, and Turning Red. This is a, this is hard. Inside this is hard. Out is my favorite one of that list. My personal favorite. I agree. Ooh, yeah. I'm going to agree with you um, looking at this list and also to avoid the most controversy and pushback that we should probably put Inside Out at the top of these. Jahan, are you okay with this as well? I think so. I think so. We'll we'll go through them after, so don't worry. I know that it gets a little confusing because I have this up in front of me and you, you guys don't. Drew so has a spreadsheet. Um, of these, you can share I, your screen and we can see it if you want to. <laughs> I'm on a different my, my uh, yeah, yeah on two different computers. Um, I would put Brave at the bottom of this list of the tier two movies. Okay. I don't think I would put Brave at the bottom. I also don't think else. I would either. Or Finding Dory would be the other one I would Didn't put. see it, so that's fine with me. And I liked Dory. There was something else on this list that I didn't love. I'll go through them again. A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2, Finding Nemo, Brave, Inside Out, Finding Dory, Incredibles 2, and Turning Red. Yeah, I'm okay. Dory can be down there. Yeah, Dory's uh, down there. Toy Story 2, though, I also really didn't like Toy Story 2. I put Toy Story 2 towards the top of this list. I also would. I like it. Okay, I'm going to put Finding Dory at the bottom here. Mm-hmm. I'd put Turning Red down there also, because I liked Dory and I didn't like Turning Red, but you guys and did. And I'd put Brave below Turning Red. I would not. I would put Brave above Turning Red. Man, you have some brave heads here. I, I might actually, uh-huh. yeah. I think I would put Brave above uh, Turning Red too. Oh, the other killer. Well, me. I mean, they uh-huh. had so they. It, it's mostly because you know it. They had a lot of it, it. It was period time, like it was, you know, back in, in you know with archers and magic and stuff. Uh, it 
Turn Your Road is more like a modern story with magic and stuff. Uh, I The other one clung closer to fantasy, and I always go there. And so, so I think that's probably so why. So you I like guys it are more. putting A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2, Finding Nemo, Brave, Incredibles 2, and Inside Out above Turning Red. Yes. I'm okay with that. I like okay. all of those movies. I do think that Bugs Life and Toy Story 2 need to be coming up on this list soon, though. I'm going to fight for now. We hit turning red. I'm going to fight for either A Bugs Life or Brave to take the next spot. Brave's good. If, uh, I'd, okay, okay, all right. How about Brave, A Bugs Life? Yep, A Bugs Life, and then Toy Story 2? Toy Story 2... So now we are left with Toy Story 2, Finding Nemo, Incredibles 2, or Inside Out. Incredibles 2. Yeah, Incredibles 2 together. We already said Inside Out's going at the top of these. So, okay. So you would put between Toy Story 2, Finding Nemo, and Incredibles 2. Incredibles 2 is at the bottom of that. Yep. And then I would actually, surprisingly, then I would do Toy Story, and then I would do Nemo. Jahan, are you putting Toy Story above or below Finding Nemo? Toy Story 2? Yes. Mm-hmm. Below, I think. You liked Finding Nemo more than Toy Story. I think Finding Nemo has a more emotional story. I've uh, been out for a year. The Turtles, man. It's, Turtles. It's, it's a hard one for me, though, man. I actually really like Toy Story 2. I like Woody's Roundup. I like Prospector Pete. I like all the, the characters. Uh, I, I like the turtles. I like the spooky girl at the dentist's office. I like the seagulls. Uh, Nemo did a lot for me, also for memorable characters. I like that Woody kind of becomes like a bit of a, a duty head in that movie. He does. You know. All right. So for from tier two, ranking these now in order from best to worst, <laughs> worst in quotes because we like them all. No Pixar right. movie is bad. Except the um, good dinosaur. <laughs> and from best to worst, too. we've got Inside Out, okay. Finding Nemo, okay. Toy Story 2, okay. Incredibles 2, A Bug's Life, mm. Brave, Turning Red, Finding Dory. I'm, I'm happy with good this. About this. I'm okay with this, but I think I would actually switch Bug's Life and Incredibles 2, personally. Right I like now, Bug's Life a lot. Bug's Life... Right? It was huge now, for me. Right now, Incredibles two is better than Bugs Life because I don't, I don't. I don't think I agree with that either. Yes, that is correct. So we yeah, can switch those. We can switch those. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree with that. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I felt. I also felt that Bugs. I like Incredibles two a lot, but Bugs Life. I mean, you know, flaming death, and then you know, Bugs I life mean, it's like if ants was good. <laughs> ants is so weird. Oh my god, Ants is so weird. I remember my parents putting that on. They were like, what the hell is this? I thought this was a kid's movie. <laughs> Alright, so I'm going to do the, the last tier to make it easier. I'll do it in our Google Doc at the bottom, just so that y'all can see it, too. Ooh. Ooh. It's at the bottom. Oh. Oh, well, maybe. There we go. Okay. I can see it. Ooh, okay. So, these are, so what's these are the ten that we now have to rank. This is going to be hard. Toy Story, Monsters Inc., The Incredibles, Ratatouille, Wall-E, Up, Toy Story Three, Coco, Toy Story Four, Soul. 
So which of these, obviously, these are 10 incredible movies. These are the top 10 Pixar movies just, of all time. Let's yeah. just start saying that because we are obviously not saying that any of these no. are are bad. <laughs> when I've we say which two, is the worst of the group. I've got two I'd like to nominate for the bottom. I'll be I'll be the guy. Okay. Okay. I would like to nominate Coco and Toy Story 3 for the bottom. I would like to nominate Ratatouille. Personally. Ratatouille is definitely my least favorite of this list. I might go to blows with you. I think Ratatouille deserves the number three or four spot on Pixar movies. I'm kind of with Gary. Ratatouille is not one that I revisit all the time, but it is one that has stuck with me. It's a good movie. Definitely. But... Man, um, it's just I, so. Yeah, maybe. Man, so I really I'll like Coco. I'll say this: of Toy Story, Toy Story three, and Toy Story four, because we have three Toy Story movies in this top tier. Yes, three is the lowest of those for me. Me too. So, I really like Toy Story four. Me, me too. Um, I do yeah. think that Coco is going to be in the latter half of these ten as well. So just going kind of off Gary, what Gary said, because Gary threw out Toy Story 3, Coco, and then Jahan threw out Ratatouille. I'm not ready to put Ratatouille down there. It's okay. Well, let's let's put him on the list then, and then we'll see if we need to slide him around when we get to Ratatouille. So which so, one's going bottom? Would you say Coco? To, Jahan, Toy which Story do you th- like more, Coco or Toy Story 3? What? I know Gary's answer. What? Why? Oh, no. Coco, I like Coco better. Better. So Toy Story three is going in the tenth slot. Ah, why? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, Luxo uh, is actually also in Disney Villainous now. Hmm. Interesting pick. Okay. Kind of gushy. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm just looking at the rest of these right now. Uh, oh boy so so does that make coco number nine Uh, does it i don't know does it that's what it sounded like you guys were talking about what do you think oh i would totally put ratatouille at number nine i'm gonna keep bringing up ratatouille until you guys dick (laughs) (laughs) gary what would you put below ratatouille of these because i know you're very high on ratatouille so we're gonna have to have some sort of there is gonna be some talking here yeah this is hard i think man john's gonna come he's gonna drive 14 hours and stab me in my sleep (laughs) (laughs) i think ratatouille is better than up uh i think wally is better than ratatouille Wow. Yes, Wally is definitely better than we're at too. Uh, I if you, I ever stab you, Gary, you yeah. will be wide awake. <laughs> no, well, in, four, in fourteen hours, I should be well rested. There that you go. Time yeah. Great time. Put, put a pot of coffee on. Do you put the Toy Story movies over Wally and Ratatouille? I put Toy Story one above both. Uh, of those, yes, above both of those. Yeah, and maybe Toy Story four is beneath Ratatouille. Okay, here's what I'm leaning towards. Coco, mm. at number nine. 
Let's just try this. Let's just see. Let's just see. Okay. Let's just try it on. We can change it. If we'll we try it on. To. We'll try it on. We'll see how it goes. Let's try it on. Okay. Coco. And then I'm gonna nominate either Monsters Inc. or The Incredibles to take number eight. I think that's fair, and I'm willing to put The Incredibles up here. And the reason I say that is that because I think, or Soul, I would I'd be fine putting Soul number eight. Also, I don't know. Okay, Uh, so The Incredibles. Incredibles. Evil eyes. So I would, um, I would, I, yeah. Incredibles number eight, I think. Would you number... also say Incredibles under Monsters Inc. Gary? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Let's Monsters do... Inc. is sick. Randall is like dope as hell. Yeah. Turned to the max. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the way he turns the visible. Is he straight up turned? Okay. Let's. let's so turn. He's burnt. This. So turn. He's invisible. Just <laughs> turn all the way to eleven. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. That leaves us with Toy Story, Ratatouille, Wally, Up, Toy Story Four, and Soul. Um, I think an Up might have to be the number six. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Toy Story Four. I'm thinking Toy Story Four as well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> but I do think Up is the next one. Hmm. Okay, let me see. Let me see. Um, I mean, Toy Story, it's number six overall. It's not like that's bad. But I, no, it's I not bad. Poor <laughs> Drew. He feels like he let down uh, Gary Newman or something. Yeah, yeah. okay. Okay. Now Randy that I'm Newman. The, what we would have is the top four. I'm kind of. Sorry. This is Toy Story, Red 2, Wally, and Soul are the this top is... four Pixar movies of all time. Is that what we're saying? Uh-huh. This is where Ratatouille needs to go. Yes, I will agree with that. No problem. Ratatouille. And then are we saying Soul or Wally or Toy Wally, Story? Wally, Wally, Wally. Oh, boy. Well, see, I'd say Soul at number three. I would also say Soul, I think. This is I hard. Love Soul. I did too, guys... but I love Wally. That's okay. You guys, you guys, Wally. you guys agreed. You have the you have the majority vote. Soul no. is my favorite. That doesn't mean it has to be our favorite. That's fair. And I'm gonna say, Wally is number two, and that Toy Story is gonna be number one. I think I agree. You'll get no argument from me that Toy Story is the best Pixar so, movie of all time. What I'm getting from these rankings is that we are old. We are old. Because we yeah, picked exactly. the first Pixar movie as the number one. They never got any better. They only got worse. <laughs> what the they did was... looks they, old, but it still holds up. They set us a, a, a new golden standard is what they did. It's a two. Toy Story set a brand new golden standard in fair. entertainment, in, in, in computer animation entertainment. In childhood entertainment, everybody wanted to be Pixar after yeah. Toy Story. I wonder how it, it looks now. World. It Do actually feel... looks fine. Do, uh, you, do you guys remember seeing Toy Story this. when it came out when you were a youngin'? Yeah. Did you go see it in theaters? Oh, yeah. Do you have a story? No, I don't, I don't have a story about it. You you were too young to remember the story? Man, I remember seeing it. I know that like I wanted the Bucket of Army Men. Because uh, I liked Army Men and like the little plastic dinosaurs and stuff, like the little Dollar Tree ones. I, I was I was cool with that stuff. Uh, I wanted them all over again. I wanted a whole box of the Army Men, 
I wanted to buzz Lightyear. It's good times, man. How about you, Drew? Do you have a remember seeing Toy Story as a child? Story? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's one of, you know, I had been to the movies before that, obviously a lot, but it's probably one of my most memorable theater experiences as a kid because it was one of those immediately I walked out of the theater in whatever year it was, 1995. 1995, yeah. And it was, you know, six-year-old Drew walked out of the theater and was like, that's my favorite movie. You know, it was that for me. I um, remember going to see yeah. it with my grandmother and she always, uh, she was always up to no good. And so I remember we went out of like the wrong exit at the end. She wanted to go out like one of the screen side exits and it took us behind the building. We had to walk all the way around to the car, but she was always doing silly crap like that. And I remember that's when we went and saw uh, toy story and same thing it, that that was it. That was my new favorite movie. And I remember just talking about it the whole way from yeah. all the way around the wrong side of the building, all the way back. To it was the definitely, car. yeah, it was definitely my favorite movie when it came out for sure. Uh, Another strong memory for me is that my family, uh, my first trip to Disney World was the summer of 1996. So when I was seven, um, so it was just a year after, you know, Toy Story was still pretty hot. You know, it was still very popular. So when I went to Disney World um, for the first time, Toy Story was everywhere. Yeah. Toy Story themed parades, you know, so I got to see a parade where there was Woody and Buzz and the army men and um you know, all of all of that. And they had, you know, Toy Story merch. I remember running because I had a lot of the toys of the Toy Story characters. You know, I had a Woody and I had Buzz, but I didn't have a Slinky Dog. And they had a Slinky Dog toy at Hell Disney yeah. World. And I really wanted the Slinky Dog toy. And, uh, you know, of course, Disney prices, all the toys and everything no. are inflated and my dad was like no i'm not paying 40 bucks for you know slinky dog toy get out of here and i did not get the slinky dog toy and i was just you hear that dad <laughs> you you. One slinky I, dog i can confidently say now that he made the right decision you can go fill your pockets with rocks <laughs> old man and take him down um, to the pawn shout shop out, shout out to my dad who just turned 70 years old earlier this month so. oh what's up Congratulations. Turn That's to good. the max. Uh, definitely I, I was does also going to say the, podcast, <laughs> the villain, Sid. Sid is like, you Sid's know, a good villain. Uh, almost a household name, right? His name's just Sid. Everyone knows the villain from the first Toy Story, I, I like to think. I mean, and yeah. some of those toys were just so terrifying, even though they ended up being anti-heroes in the end and being good guys. But, you know, the, the toy of the doll's head that shaved with the spider legs, I, I think that toy will forever be saved in my head. Uh, what a what a great terrifying creature! I liked uh, legs. Legs is hilarious. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I liked um, the Pez dispenser that was stuck in the the strongman body with the like hoppy foot. Mm -hmm. That was good. I, I liked all of those toys. You're right; those are great. Uh, I am Mrs. Nesbit. Yes, they also gave us Pizza Planet. Uh, ooh, the claw, you know, all that stuff. Uh, I was wearing fantastic. a Pizza Planet t-shirt yesterday. For a second, I thought Pizza I had it Planet. on. I was like, oh, where's my shirt? Pizza Planet, I want to go. Uh, but yeah, my first Disney experience, I've only ever been to Disney the one time. And I was an adult. I was 24, I think. Somewhere around there. Well, we went with my family. Uh, we went to Florida for like a whole week, and then like we did four of the parks over four days, and then I think we did Universal one day, 
And yeah, Disney Park was awesome, man. I can't wait to go again. You go when I was to, in like uh, Yellow and Sid from Toy Story, and, and shout out by the way, uh, voiced by Eric Von Detten uh, of Brink fame for, oh. for uh, <laughs> Disney Channel homies yeah, out man. there. Old boy Puppin says, "Yeah, yep." Uh, when I went to Disney, I, I think it was I was in like third or fourth grade, and I feel like I've been through so much since then that I'm not even sure that the same person went to Disney. Uh, I would love to go again as an adult. Uh, I think it would actually be a lot more magical as an adult than it was as a kid. I was sort of a jaded little bastard of a child, uh, and now I'm <laughs> now I think I'm a bit more open and receptive to happiness. So I think I would like it more. Yeah. Well, should we, um, should I go ahead and go through our final rankings here? Go ahead. Yeah, man. Let's give them from worst to best. I guess everybody already knows what's the best. So these are the definitive fresh out the box (laughs) presents fresh out the podcast Pixar rankings at number 25, the good dinosaur at number 24, Cars 2. 23, Cars. 22, Cars 3. 21, Luca. 20, Monsters University. 19, Onward. 18, Finding Dory. 17, Turning Red. 16, Brave. 15, Incredibles 2. 14, A Bug's Life. 13, Toy Story 2. 12, Finding Nemo. 11, Inside Out. All right. All right. These last 10, if we do this correctly, we could each trade off and then we could clip it and then we could use it as an upload for the podcast. Like if we each do countdowns of the 10 and then Mm -hmm. we can we can like post it places for like you deleted all the numbers and I don't remember. They're in order. I put them in order. I copied Ah. them. I I repasted them in order for you. Okay, then we can do that. Right? Should we do that? Then yeah, go ahead, Gary. In... Start it off, and then Drew, and then me. Okay, alright, yeah, okay. Ten. Toy Story 3. Nine. Coco. Eight. The Incredibles. Seven. Monsters, Inc. Six. Toy Story 4. Five. Up. Four, Ratatouille. Three, Soul. Two, Wall-E. And the number one best Pixar movie of all time, Toy Story. The original, the classic. You can't beat it. (laughs) Especially not when you're this old, I guess. Uh, I'm really proud of these rankings, actually. Actually, they're pretty good. I think it was a pretty good ranking. Sounded right. Uh, man, making choices like that's hard. <laughs> Being a critic's hard, man. Mm-mm. It is, but we did it. We didn't fight too much. There was no bloodshed. You know, I'm proud of us. We were we were adults. Well, I wouldn't say there was no bloodshed. Uh, Turning red did come in. At oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, gonna cut you off there. Oh, boy. <laughs> and he dunks on him. All right, well, uh, is there anything that y'all want to add before we wrap it up? You know, next week we'll be doing our, our kind of weekly there, there you know, is, what we've Drew. been watching. 
I know that we were just talking about mostly Pixar stuff, but there's a, there there are a couple of things that I think that people should know about. Um, Halo, the Halo TV show, is coming out on Paramount Plus this week, and that's why I didn't want to wait to talk about it. It comes out the 24th, which I think is Wednesday. No, it's Thursday. Thursday, uh, yeah. yeah. Thursday, March 24th on Paramount Plus. Also, the you've been preaching the Guardians of the Galaxy game on Xbox Game Pass. It did finally come out. I've been playing it. Uh, I called my brother, and Thomas and I talked about it for like an hour and a half. We're both loving that game. Uh, the soundtrack, the reimaginings of the characters, the action, uh, and then actually just the, the gameplay itself. The, there's a lot of fun sequences to be had in that game. The story pushes forward. Uh, it's a cast of characters who you feel like you already know because of the movies. They didn't change their personalities much. So you feel like you get this continuation of Guardians of the Galaxy. It's just more of what you already love with some a little bit of video gaming changes. Uh, nothing but good things to say. Guardians of the Galaxy might be my favorite single-player game I've played in years. Um, you know, I played card games and strategy games and things like that, but a single-player narrative adventure game isn't for me. Guardians of the Galaxy was absolutely, is absolutely a blast. I'm loving it. Check it out on Game Pass. I'm really glad that you like it so much because honestly, I thought if there was anything that you were, just knowing you and your tastes, I was scared that it was going to be too story heavy. And so I'm glad to hear that that was not the case. No, so what's great about this actually is that uh, my wife just started going back to work and so during the day, it was something that was like watching a show and playing a game at the same time. So it easily takes up a good part of the day if you have, you know, social anxiety or you're not used to being alone in a place and it makes you think terrible thoughts. You should play Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, it's a blast. and I recommend it. The game for when the walls start closing. <laughs> Absolutely, John. You couldn't have said it better. We here, fresh right. out the box, have depression. Uh. <laughs> Play Guardians of the Galaxy. We will definitely be watching Halo. It'll be a little bit, I think, before we're able to officially talk about it. But we will definitely be on top of that when we get to it. Is that fair to Actually, say? Actually, yes, I'm going to talk about it next week. Um, I don't know if you've looked at my, my notes yet for next week. But I'm going to talk about Halo. <laughs> okay, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, we'll be talking about it every week. <laughs> we'll talk about it every week from now on. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I guess that's all. Uh, I'm excited for our talks next next week. Uh, I have been Jahananan at RockFact on Twitter. I'm Casualty CDG um, Gary Avenger. I'm a retired child crimes and human trafficking detective that decided to start playing tabletop games and being a comedian instead. Uh, it's more fun. It's better for the brain. Uh, check me out at Casualty CDG and come see Jahan and I play tabletop games every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night from 8 p.m. until 11 p.m. on twitch.tv backslash Jahananon or on our Fresh Out the Box YouTube or on our Fresh Out the Box Facebook. And don't forget um, that we're on all the podcast networks, right? We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Podbean. Did we ever end up getting on we're the on Google? Google? We're on yeah. Amazon. We're on Google, Google Play. Amazon. We're on, I think we're on iHeartRadio. We're everywhere, man. So your friends have no excuses. If your friends aren't listening to Fresh Out the Podcast because they don't have a certain streaming service, tell them, nay, you are wrong, and, and direct them to one of the many 
sites in which they can enjoy us fresh out the podcast. And I'm Drew Munhausen at Drew Munhausen on Twitter. And of course, we know that you all will be in agreement with these definitive Pixar rankings. But if you do have any arguments or you are baffled by a decision or outright mad, tweet at Jahan about it. Just yeah. at Jahan. Yeah, tweet at me at RockFact on Twitter. I'll I'll set you straight. Uh, and if you want to send us a manifesto, uh, please send it to freshoutheblocksofficial at gmail.com. Uh, and stay fresh. I'll read a manifesto.